Hey everyone, Goodrich here. Just wanted to let you know really quick before we get started that there is a content warning for this episode for situations and circumstances surrounding childbirth. Uh, it's real quick, but we just wanted to let you know just in case. And if you want to know the exact time code for that, it's in the episode description. So check that out if you'd like to. And yeah, let's get to the episode. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Bombarded. Uh, let me recap last episode real quick. We should probably call it Bombarded. New Game Plus now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? Could you do better than last time? I don't know. New Game Pluses are typically harder, so I like that. Oh, no. Uh, oh, no. Wait. No. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> no, but, uh, uh. but yeah, so last time we started off with you three standing at the circle of you started at episode one let's not be coy about this yeah. I don't need to get into like minutia but you were cognizant of everything that had happened and not only was that you but Tabitha appeared to be aware of everything that was going on as well and y'all chatted for a moment trying to figure out what you were going to do and Tabitha had an aside with herself and her entity and Symbol called you up, and Symbol was obviously cognizant of it as well, and was just like, what the, what did you do? <laughs> right. We should have just blamed um, it all on Randy. Just be like, I don't know, like, <laughs> we messed up his box, and he didn't want to go face Io, so he put us back in time, Symbol. I don't know. <laughs> More powerful than all of us. <laughs> yeah, that's what's right. We had no idea. But no, Symbol was just like, hey, come meet me at Durden's Punch Bowl. You know, you three, including Tabitha, decided to make your way there since, like, you, there was some slapping of Gareth. I feel like that needs to be said. Gareth yeah, got fair. slapped. It was worth uh, it. Razzle got slapped. I kind of made friends with Gareth. I want to kind of start over. Let's see where that's going. It did a little bit. <laughs> yeah. A common enemy. <laughs> I should. That's yeah. what I should do. Since I'm, like, technically on my character sheet, I'm nobility, I should just be a total wad to you guys now. I'm like, yes, take my things, Randall. Yes, take <laughs> oh, me to Durden's. <laughs> you get slapped again. I was yeah. going to say, yeah. <laughs> So, but you made your way to Lake Ridge and you noticed Wesley's cart wasn't there. But then when you walked into Durden's Punch Bowl, you did notice Mitch sitting there, who of course didn't recognize you because he doesn't know who you are. Um, it was nice and awkward, like it usually <laughs> is with Mitch. Feels right. Yeah, typically. So. But yeah, so you had your meeting with Symbol, who revealed quite a lot. They let you know everything. Yeah, yeah pretty much <laughs> everything about how they got to where they are now. Yeah. And their kind of life. So, you know, if you're wondering what all that is, I, I hope you listen to the last episode. <laughs> He's an alien, an ancient alien symbol. That's right. Oh boy. That was pretty much laid out to you. And uh, symbol, theremin, they let you know that, like, they got to go back to Strumlots at least to get their loot that's in yep. that front hall. Mm -hmm. So that's where we left off with them. And <laughs> Well, you should have uh, gotten some pointers from Razzle. Like, Razzle's got some experience kind of getting guitars from places and maybe leaving replicas to fool people. Or Randy, he's stolen an instrument too. Yeah, that's right. true that. We just need Yashi to steal something to join the family. Oh boy. <laughs> Unless he's stealing a bunch of cutlery, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's Yashi true. was busy stealing something else because after that <laughs> you three decided on how the date was going to go with Tabitha because Tabitha was still on board for that despite everything that's going on. So you three planned out how the date was going to go. Razzle Randy went ahead, 
prepped everything, got it all ready, got the ins and outs worked out, and uh, we had our date. We finally had our date between Tabitha and Yashi. We did it. Fine. And it was perfect. <laughs> right. I think it re- went really well. Of course, there were some things that Tabitha kind of got a little distracted by. The, the moon flooring that Razzle added in kind of harkened back to something that she was trying to think of. And then once she noticed the moon above while standing there dancing with Yashi on the lake, it clicked for her. And she remembered about the island that popped up when they were looking out over the world that first time in the first Stargazers episode. And we left off. Tabitha had asked Yashi if her and, you know, I don't think she was necessarily closing it off to, you know, to Razzle and Randy, but just asking if she'd go with her to try to go to that island. Yashi didn't really fully give an answer because she wanted to, you know, talk with Randy and Razzle about it. But that eventually did lead to... A smooch. Yes. And Kyle, Kyle, first, two things. First of all, <laughs> I totally missed my chance to say, Tabitha, won't you dance with me? And so, how did Yashi do on the kiss? Hmm? I, I guess roll me a performance check. Oh. Performance check? <laughs> sure. I can do that. I have a plus 10 to performance. I don't know. Depending on how long that kiss was, it might need to be athletics. Oh. <laughs> you can calm down. I did roll a 15 plus 10. Yes. Yeah. Between uh, <laughs> between the dancing and the kissing, you do really well at both. Perfect. Nice. Yes. So we can finish out the rest of the night before getting on to the next day. Uh, Yashi, anything to... You know, really wrap the bow on that, or you feel good about the date overall? I feel good about it. I was just going to say, like, you know, after the dancing and stuff's over, I I imagine, like, we went back to the blanket and finished the cookies and just kind of, like, laid on the blanket and talked for a while while looking at the stars, and, and then I walked her back to the punch bowl. Where I thought it might be a good idea, (laughs) I know, I know, I've been thinking, to find you guys and talk about how the fights in the basement are about to happen, and we know some of the outcomes of the fights because we fought Uh, in them, but also we watched, probably, I assume, watched some of the other fights, and we could make some money. That's not a bad idea. It would have to be the fights, like, before, because didn't we get, like, kicked out after because we used magic? It's like, how many fights did we see, Kyle? How much money can can we make here? Um, I don't think I specified originally, but I'd say there were probably about four fights before the chair trio got in on it, and that's when you three jumped in as well. So there are five fights, which, uh, you know, I'll say you remember the outcome of. Sweet. <laughs> How much money do we make? <laughs> yes. How much are you betting? Oh Is there betting? I assume there's betting on these fights. Well, let's find the fight with like the best odds. That would work for the in our underdog. Favor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, like, yeah. We know that they won. What are the odds, Kyle? How are we doing? Well, the odds for the one where we know it's going to win, yeah. Let's see. Um... <laughs> how can we extort you, Kyle, since you made us go back in time? <laughs> so real quick, how much total money is being bet? Right. Um, it, this is like a sure thing, like <laughs> no rolling a dice to see if we make it or not. Right. Sure These thing. are fights that you watched. Cool, uh, cool. You know, right. So, yeah. Let's go all in. Uh, we, all in. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I got 398. Randy's got 155. I've got, with my smoky quartz, uh, 128. Cool. Yeah, that includes all my gems, too. I'm just adding in all my monies. Okay, so that's 681. So oh All right, 681. Um, now, there's a, f- a few different fights. Uh, what I'm going to do 
is I'm going to say you would obviously pick the fight with probably the best odds. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Definitely, yeah. yes. I'm going to roll a d20, and it's going to be that to one odds. Oh, boy. Oh, okay. So yes. we'll see what happens here. <laughs> well, what's nice is even if we get a one, we'll still double our cash. Awesome. So. I rolled a six, so six to one hey, odds. All right. Okay. Not too shabby. So multiply that times seven, then. Yeah, uh, that would be 4,767 gold. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Uh, and does anybody give us like weird looks when they win and we win all this money? Obviously, we're not going to make a big deal of it, but like, give me a perception check. Oh, oh, I shouldn't boy. have said anything. Why do I say the hey, thing? Hey, better to know about it now than have me surprise you with it later. Yeah, yeah. true. Better because we're betting. Kyle, <laughs> jeez. So that's a ten plus four. Thirteen plus six. Uh, fifteen plus two. Uh, yeah. Yeah, a lot of people are giving you very odd looks, and some people look like they're giving you some major stank eye. Okay. Nobody's doing anything. We'll just yeah. Okay, cool. so they're just jealous. That's yeah. fine. Okay, they can cool. Be jealous. <laughs> All right, well, let's just leave. Right, get out of here. We have a room here, or should we like? I mean, geez, what's like the real estate prices in Lake Ridge, Kyle? <laughs> just buy a house with that <laughs> money. Buy a house. I mean, yeah. Technically, I think with that much money, you could. Um, We've already got rooms. Let's yeah. just stay yeah. here, right? Yeah. But, but we did put that nice little like wall outside. Got some vines over it. Like, I mean, I don't know. Property value is going up. Well, right here. and I've got my like woodworking construction thing and I can like make a shack I just need a few minutes. I can, like, make a little roof. (laughs) (laughs) Is this going to be the rest of Bombarded? The rest of Bombarded is going to be you just becoming, like, regular people in the world, building up Lake Ridge. We'll just become, like, the house band for the uh, punch bowl and stuff. It'll be fine. So this is the last episode of the podcast. Yes. Yes. (laughs) We end with our bards deciding to become... We could just be, like, what's the Property Brothers show? We can just do that with Chaos Sauce. (laughs) (laughs) With all of our money that we make. with the Property bards. Oh, wait, does Tabitha... Wait, uh... Uh, do we need to, like, give Tabitha and Yashi the room? How are we doing this? What? No, she has her own room. <laughs> Tabitha it's a does? first date, well, Razzle. Well, we just had one room. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. just saying. Oh, did we? Were we all staying together? I don't know. We, we never... can all get our own rooms. Let's just go back to our room and go to sleep. Okay. Tabitha didn't even come with us. She's passed out. <laughs> That's right. Let's buy as many rooms as we need so that we all have a bed to sleep on. There we Kyle, go. Kyle, how many rooms do we need? More math. <laughs> You could buy out the rest of the rooms, and that is make everyone else mad because now they can't stay there after they've bet all. Just let's go to sleep. One room, go to sleep. I can make a sweet temporary shelter. Okay, wait. So we're going outside. That's what we're saying. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna just call Tabitha and tell her to meet us in the shelter. (laughs) So you decide to spend your night out in the heart construction area. Yeah, I'm gonna build a temporary shelter and we can yeah it lasts for 1d3 days 1d3 wow yeah i've got i've got one of those oh boy it'll look like it'll hold up for two days you lash together some quick thatch work over the top of it perfect great job chaos sauce we did it we did it yeah Uh, i'm gonna say tabitha stayed in the room that's uh, fair. She might as well. It'll be an end to a good day. Like, you get the bed, and we'll sleep on the ground outside right. in a shack. <laughs> yeah. So y'all start sleeping, and uh, let's see. I'm going to start with Razzle. Oh. Oh, boy. So Razzle, yeah. So you drift off. You know, you're still kind of running through things in your mind, everything that's happened recently before you finally pass out. But when you do, your dreams begin to coalesce, and you notice that you're standing with Yashi, Randy, and Wesley 
where you got your new strings months ago, but technically it would be like a day in the future now too, so right. I <laughs> don't really know how to describe it sometimes. That's all right. But anyway, you're about to strum your newly strung guitar when you become aware of these blue wisps that begin to rise from ooh something, and you notice Randy's organ has them as well. And when you look at Yashi, you notice that these blue wisps aren't coming from her instrument, but they're coming from her. Like right off of her shoulders. But you go ahead and you strum your guitar. The runes shine like they did that very first time. And as they dim, the room goes dark. All of a sudden, you feel three hands tugging on your right hand, your other arm cradling a child. They're leading you somewhere. You notice a lit sconce from around the corner reveals you're walking in the halls of rock deep beneath Mount Tain. You finally see their faces, the three people leading you. They're a younger version of your brothers Dinkle, Dankle, and Donkle. They're taking you through and they lead you into a royal hall where you see your father, mother, and the advisors of the high court in a meeting. Your brothers release your hand. And as they do, you walk forward and you place the child you are cradling on the table in front of Dazzle and Barbara. You begin to speak as you do this and the voice in your head sounds familiar, but you're having a hard time pinning down who it is. You hear yourself and the voice saying, The wheels of fate have us all here, and they can be evaded by no one person. A prince will be given, yes? Well, a prince is being given, and I invoke the name of the crafter, Ridaba. You must accept. The scene goes dark, and the words accept ring out until you finally wake up in the morning. On to (coughs) Randy. Oh, boy. (laughs) Randy. Same kind of thing. You're all you all three stirring a little bit. It's been an odd, odd last day. But mm-hmm. you begin to dream about the time you infiltrated the Mons Organum and claimed the organ. You remember the swelling sense of pride you had once you finally laid your hands upon it. You had completed your task to become one of the nowhere men. You're seeking that feeling. You find yourself standing at the pedestal that held the cloth-wrapped instrument in your dream. And when you take the instrument... There's that same sensation, but you notice something you originally didn't. You notice these wisps of blue energy that are dancing around the organ, and they begin to dance around you as you make your first acquaintance. And once you grab that organ, the dream shifts. The organ's still there, but it lies on a bench in front of you, and there's schematics strewn about the wall, the floor, and the bench around you. You notice you're tinkering with the organ when you hear the sound of a door closing. You look around and you realize you're inside one of the three trees out in the discordant fields. When that door closes, you rush outside into the canopied area of the three trees, desperately looking in every direction. You start calling out, Legato, Ridaba, and then you start yelling their names over and over, and then the yelling gives way to crying them out. You fall to your knees and begin to weep as you repeat their names. And you slowly collapse to the ground, sobbing into a whimper of their names. And as you wake, you wake with tears streaming down your cheeks. Oh boy. Yashi. Hmm? (laughs) You dream about the date that you just had with Tabitha. It's heavily on your mind. And as you dance underneath the two moons out upon that lake, you notice storm clouds begin to roll in. Thunder echoes as they close in, and then there's a flash of lightning, and suddenly you're standing outside of you and your parents' tent. Rain is pouring down, and the flap opens up, and you are brought inside by your dad. He's stammering nervously as he leads you through the partition to where your mother lay in labor. There's another flash of lightning as she begins to scream, 
And then suddenly, you notice you're holding a baby wrapped in cloth. But there's no movement. There's no sound. Your father is comforting your mother in the corner as tears stream down their face. And for a moment, you turn your back to them and take your hand and rest it upon the bundled-up babe. Your hand begins to radiate with a blue light, which shoots out from your fingertips, sinking into the swaddling. After a moment, there's a sudden burst of crying and kicking that comes from underneath the cloth. You fold back the cloth to reveal a baby half-orc, radiating with that same blue hue. The light fades as she opens her eyes, meeting your gaze. There's a small coo, and the baby relaxes in your arms. At that moment, your perspective changes to that of the child, and you notice you're gazing up at Alfric with locks of wet hair stuck to his face. He smiles at you with tears in his eyes and whispers to you, That's probably all I have left in me, little one. You close your eyes and feel a sense of calm wash over you, and you eventually awaken with that same calm feeling. You've all awoken the next morning. What do? Ooh. Kyle, I'm crying. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was going to say, is that it, Kyle? Jeez, dude. Uh, so, yeah, what do? I mean, I guess, like, could I roll what? Like, wisdom to see if I know who it was that handed Razzle off? Yeah, if you want to try to ascertain, okay. maybe try to remember the voices, give me a wisdom check, but I want you to do it at disadvantage uh, because it's a it's a dream memory. Okay, well, <laughs> I rolled a three. So. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah you, you spend the first moments of, you know, waking up in the morning, you are sitting there just, like, racking your brain, trying to think, what is that voice? Why do I know it? Who is it? And for some reason, because of the disconnect between the dreaming life and the waking yeah. life, you're just not able to pin it down. <sighs> okay, well, good morning. Uh, <laughs> how's everyone doing? <laughs> just Randy's just on his side, like wiping away the tears because they were just there. And so uh, pulls out the Ira glass and says, Theramen. Uh, symbol answers and he says, yes. Hi, it's Randy. Uh <laughs> Two things. One, we're outside inside of a tent on a hard island surrounded by stone in a lake or something. We're not at the <laughs> punch bowl, just so you know. Okay. And then secondly, we can talk about this more, but I think I was you and in a dream and was reliving something and it sounded bad and I'm sorry you went through that and you were at the tree and you were trying to find your compatriots yeah. and... Yeah. Uh, I don't know yeah. if that rings a bell, and I hate to bring that up, but I just thought I'd share with you that I basically lived that during the night. I'm I'm sorry you had to you had to feel that moment, Randy. Um this is a rather a new development, I think. Um I'm I'm on my way back. Um I've got some good news and bad news. Okay. But uh I should be there in the next few hours. I'll come to the heart, I guess. Uh, yeah, you can't miss it. And uh not sure if this is because of us sharing blood or the organ or both, but uh but yeah, just have you had anything any dreams like this before? <laughs> not like that specifically. Definitely have had some weird dreams in the past, well, negative 3 months. Um <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> But he yeah. chuckles. 
This is definitely a new development. That is right, Kyle, right? My dreams haven't been. There's only the dream that you had in Basem that one night where, yeah. like, you were, like, leaving the package, the uh, the organ on the pedestal, and as you were walking away, you felt sad about it. Right. Okay. So, no, not like this. So I don't know. Could have been uh, Theremin leaving it there, says Razzle. Right? Maybe? I don't know. <laughs> Could have Mind been your business. <laughs> oh, sorry, Randy just started talking. I didn't know who he was talking to. I... Uh. <laughs> Theremin chimes in. They say, "Well, uh, again, I'll. I'm sorry you had to experience it. That's, well, I think, the, all I can really say. Yeah, same. So for you, I mean. So yeah. See you soon. Well, it's for us now. So I'll see you soon. Okay. Bye. And uh, yeah, click. Okay. I pat Randy on the shoulder. And say I had a weird dream too. That's I, that just figures. This is probably something that's gonna happen now that we know right. all this and we skip. So Yashi, how how'd your dream life go last night? Uh, you presume I dreamed? Hmm. <laughs> uh, I mean, purchase. Yes. <laughs> oh well, I did. Right. Um, so like, I've had a couple weird dreams about like. I don't know, my birth, which has been very confusing because I don't remember it as me, but I'm pretty sure Alfred like saved my life when I was a baby with like the blue, the blue light, like maybe making me a Lyarion. Like I wasn't born like that, but he like put it in me. Whoa. Whoa. That's deep. Like, yeah. Oh. Yeah, in my dream, you actually were like made of that light. So, and we're, for Randy and I, like, it was just our instruments. So, Whoa. yeah. So, like, I'm infused with the same, like, magics that our instruments are infused with. So, that's cool. Radical. Oh, boy. Do I even need my mallets? Maybe I can just, like, think of beats and, like, just, like, chuck them <sighs> in the lake or something. Yeah. yeah, you know, let's see what happens. Though my mallets do light up. Mm. So, that's weird. Uh, other than that. Theremin's on his way. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, we all heard that hourglass call, Randy. I don't think you were very quiet over there. We're all sleeping oh, well, in very close quarters. I just wasn't sure how quarters. well you heard him. Oh. So you, like, were him in the dream? Uh, I mean, I was me, but you know what? I'm just going to tell them my dream. Okay. Oh. So, yeah. Weird. Well, Symbol's an alien, so it probably has to yeah, do with right. his alien technology transfer of consciousness stuff we don't understand. Lots to talk about. Yeah. yeah. Who were you in your dream, Razzle? I think I was just me. And I just kind of tell them the dream and I'd say like, yeah, I don't really know who that was. I heard a voice I was familiar about. I don't know who it was. It escaped hmm. me. So, but yeah, huh. weird. I don't well, know. How'd uh, the date go? Um, I Changing mean, uh, the subject to something hopefully nosy. better. Uh, well, come, we put a lot of work into it, Randy. Come on now. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you know I could feel your eyes on me the whole time. Uh, I did not look. I just cast that spell no, and were. then chilled with Randy. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh, I don't know whose eyes I was feeling. Well, it went really well. Um, things have progressed very nicely. All right. Uh, but also, she asked me if, like, because she's going to go, like, try to... You remember when I went to the moon with her? As one casually asks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Remember? Well, totally. um, the moon was a nice touch, Razzle, but it also made her think about her mom, which was, oh. like, it was okay. But when we were up on the moon before, like... We saw this island, like, appear on the Earth, and that's, like, where she thinks her mom is, and so now she knows when that island's gonna appear, and she, like, needs to be there when it does. Ah, So she needs to go. Right. And then she, like, asked if I wanted to go with her, but I said I needed to, like, 
talk to you guys and see because like we got probably things to do. Huh. I would probably it would be good to talk to Symbol and see if he has yeah. any guidance yeah. on yes. what our course of action is. Because yeah, maybe the five of us just convene here and figure out a plan. I don't know. That would I be think, good. Yeah. Call Tabitha out here and let's just chit chat. Okay, so uh, y'all get a hold of Tabitha and have her come meet y'all out at the heart structure. We're gonna zip forward a little bit. Uh, Theremin walks into town and. They walk over, making a beeline straight to that heart structure. You four are sitting there inside, waiting for them to arrive, and kind of walks in, steps in, has a seat with you four, and sits down and says, Okay, so I have some good news and some bad news. Bad news first. The bad news is, is I, this is why I had a manager in the past, but some things cannot be helped at this point in my life, but... I didn't look over the entirety of my contract with Strumlots, and uh, one of the, well, two lessons you'll learn today is learn to read your own contracts. I encourage you to do that. That's going to take a lot of learning on my end, but yes. (laughs) I will have to return to be a teacher at Strumlots. Otherwise, I risk blacklisting myself from many major venues. Right. But the good side of that, I will be at the school, so if there's any insider info Uh, that I can help with, I am able to do that. So that's awesome. Positive, positive. Perfect. I want to know what do you intend to do at this point? What is your focus? I think it should be on the cult and their acquisition of the Lyarion instrument or the designing of a new one, as that seems to be, well, I'll tell you, it doesn't seem to be, it's not a good thing. Yeah. So they're trying to make a new instrument like how we have the three we have. That certainly seems to be the case. Yeah. Oh, cheapers. And why would that be bad? <laughs> like, <laughs> what happens if they build the instrument that is not going to... Because instruments are great. We like instruments. Right. So, um, well, apparently ours can send us back in time and stuff. So, Well, that's, you know... Imagine they write lyrics that are intended to do bad things. Oh, boy. Exactly. Or in your situation... They don't know how to handle the technology fully. And imagine something, I mean, you can see what your size instruments do. Imagine something that is, well, Randy, imagine something the size of the Mons Organum. Oh. oh. That's pretty big. Oh. Yikes. Okay, you know but what? think about how many keys it would have. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Taking a step back, uh, might have been wrong about that dream earlier that I said I didn't. May have also had a moment where I might have been you dropping the miniature organ off inside the bigger organ. That maybe that makes would, a little bit more sense now. That uh, would be correct. Okay. Was the Mons Organum like meant to be an instrument for you to use, or was that already there, or you were converting it? It or? kind of used to be where we housed the original instrument that the Lyarians brought. Oh. oh, so like it's big. <laughs> oh, it's big. I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> size matters in this case then, eh? <laughs> you can say that, Randy, yes. Um, it's mainly the uh, uh, the ability to generate the magical vibrations, the musico-magical vibrations to affect the world. Now, so basically, if it can be louder, it can be more potent or bigger or all those kind of things. Right. So, Oh, boy. I'm not proud of what happened, but 
After training the people of Algar to be able to use the instrument for its intended purposes, which was strictly defensive, they decided to change some of the pieces inside. They learned how to manipulate it in a way. And that is, well, the blue moon of Themarcells has not always been there. Oh. Also answers some questions of things we've seen. <laughs> hey, so wait, you were training the people of Algar to use the instruments as weapons of defense? It was meant to be a defensive instrument. Against whom? Against anybody that would see ill will come to this plane. Because? Why? Why? Like, why, like, why do the Lyarians care? One second. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle says, deep lore document, activate. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. He's got to uncover all his hidden files. Yeah, that's right. Well, how to answer the plethora of questions you've given me. Why did we give you the weapon? Why did we give you something to protect yourselves? Uh, there was an event called the Planar Purge at one point. Ugh. Long ago, the seven planes existed separately, and uh, that was until... One of the denizens of Lyranort broke through the planar barriers. Their name was Yoku. They infiltrated other planes, but set their sights on Glansreich. And after a long and arduous battle, they took over Glansreich, slayed Altonia's son, Renat, and claimed it for their own, Yoku taking the throne of Glansreich, therefore corrupting the entire plane. Oh. Good, bad, <laughs> sucks. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh. <laughs> Altonia dropped the barriers so that the other planes could come to the aid of Glanzerike. Unfortunately, it had been too late at that point. Despite this, Altonia decided to banish the two planes, Glanzerike and Leonort, and Yoku altogether. Oh. Okay. We, the Lyarians, we don't necessarily like to meddle in the affairs of others. We sure. did in this case because we felt it the right thing to do to give your people the necessary tools in the event there was a similar occurrence. So to kind of like even the playing field a little, like right. give us a little boost. Uh, yes. <laughs> we kind of suck. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Your plane is the newest plane. There used to be seven. Now there's six. So we wanted to give you a leg up. I mean, your plane was created by the tears of Altonia, you know, uh, mourning her the loss of her son. Um, but it didn't exactly all pan out, though, right? Because, like, the instrument's not here anymore? Right. Uh, your ancestors got curious, uh -huh. began to manipulate the tool that we had given them. A few of us had stayed behind, me and the other two, to uh, kind of guide. But didn't you say you were banished here? Which one is it? Banished or decided to stay? We were banished here. Originally decided to stay. The banishment's coming later. The oh. banishment happened later. <laughs> right. We're not there yet. <laughs> and this gotcha. goes into why you shouldn't play another song like you did the day before. Right. right. So okay. the Akka Hammond, as it was named, was manipulated, and it eventually brought on the summoning of the Blue Moon, them ourselves. Right. This was something we three Lyarians tried to correct by doing exactly what you did yesterday and winding back the clock. Oh! oh. And despite our best efforts, time and time again, we failed every time to be able to keep it from happening. Well, if it makes you feel any better, we kind of failed too, even though we did turn back time. D or did we? Well, Wait, did we do what you wanted to do? Uh -oh. Not quite. You're not jelly, are you, Splash? <laughs> no, because okay. you still haven't succeeded either. Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> 
it was this constant flux of time, uh, which only affects the prime material. The the prime. You you can just say timey wimey wibbly wobbly. I mean, it's cool. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> no, it was this constant flux of time that brought the attention of the Lyarians, and they realized what we were doing, and oh. it was our transgression yeah. using our magic flagrantly in a, in a vain attempt to stave off our own inability to control our technology. <laughs> to control us. <laughs> so two things then. So that means that you weren't affecting time for them, you were only affecting time on this plane, right? Yes. And then secondly, if the instrument is gone, that means the Monzor Ganums just sort of like a a housing or a shell or something for oh. where the instrument was? <gasps> Correct. Hmm. So, okay. okay, so the Mons Organum is basically the Akka Hammond. Well, or what's left of it. Okay. Yeah. yeah, it's like if you had a like a piano without the soundboard, strings, or keys. Gotcha. Just hmm. the shell, right. Okay. So that used to be the big show back in the day, is the Akka yeah. Hammond slash Mons Organum. But now wow. all we have are like our instruments, and that's basically the remnants of the power of the Mons Organum. Mind the right Those track are the here. remnants of our own power. We were right. cut off from the source of Lyarion power, only given uh, a few abilities to remain, and we could no longer draw from it. We had what we had when we were cut off, gotcha. but we could no longer draw upon it, okay. making our abilities finite. So how do you think, by the cult trying to access all these different materials and things, that they could somehow access this power or remake this power? Like, do you know how that would work? Or That's actually what I've been trying to mull over, is I can't figure out how they're going to go about using the actual instrument. But they're trying to make a new one, basically, right. to wield all this cosmic power. Yeah, yeah we want to oh prevent boy. that, it sounds like, if we can. Okay. The ideal, or you see Symbol, like, stop for a moment, and he kind of, like, pyramids his fingers to his nose, he says, no, 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 shouldn't go that route. Come what, on what, now. What? You're too late. You, you started. Well, they build it, and we use it. Ooh. Okay, don't get any don't get any ideas. Oh, That's no. what I was saying is I don't I don't want to go down that road necessarily. Or um, should we? Maybe we do it <laughs> since we've got some sort of power. We could turn back the clock and nope, don't say that. Nope, Step nope, back no. in time. No, again. we don't oh, want to do that. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was the reason I built the organ in the first place is I was just trying to find a way to get home. Right. It 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 wasn't enough power. It was not enough. I tried right. my best and put everything I could into it. So it's not enough power, but when maybe multiples combined, like the three of us are together, does our power equal enough to do things like that? And that's why we went back in time here. It's possible, Yashi, which is probably why they separated us like they did. Oh, gotcha. Right. Is that also why the cult is trying to get the three of us? Because they need our power? Or our, like, ability to wield the power, yeah. That's a very... <laughs> you and your astute observations, and you see Tabitha is just kind of, like, beaming Ugh. again. How could I leave this? <laughs> this fountain of knowledge <laughs> in such a Herculean body. <laughs> so, uh, I, I, does that does that kind of sum it up? Does that answer... That answers a ton of questions, actually. Yeah. That answers like pretty much our whole deal. So yeah, I'm not sure where to where to lead you at <laughs> this point. Yeah, right. Um, uh, well, so there's a few things really, and stop me yeah. if I'm wrong. Uh, 
<sighs> so there was some harmonium missing from you know where and you know who. My data that we were told about the harmonium that was stolen probably is being used for this. It's not, st- well, for all we know, it might not even be stolen at this point. I don't really right, know. Yeah. That's quite possible. Probably going to have to make an Ira Glass call here in a little bit. <laughs> oh. What what else has gone missing during this podcast? What all has yeah. been lost? There was the heist and the good old Conjurous Diamond. Uh, uh, yep. Although that's not for a while. It sounds like the harmonium is probably sooner and more pressing. Well, and we, we I mean, we have a good amount of schematics too. So like, they can't get their hands on those as long as we have them. I mean, maybe we just like burn those up. Ooh, yeah. Maybe we do. Uh, uh, oh, I'm <laughs> sorry, but like if the whole point is to like not let them make this thing, they can't do it without the instructions. Yeah. You're, yeah, you're right. And Symbol is just kind of like fidgeting at this point. Like, but they could also tell us the weakness of it if they wind up making it. Like, it could be true. nice to know how it works. Mm. I say we only, like, destroy them if we have to. Um, okay. Last resort. Yeah. yeah. We'll keep them safe. I'm not too concerned about I that mean, yet. I figured it out once. I could probably figure it out again if things yeah. go sideways and I'm stuck here again. So before I make a call, because we need to get a few things straight, um, speaking of getting things straight... How was school? How was your first day, Theremin? Um, <laughs> were, the, were all the other teachers nice to you? Did you make some friends? Uh, yeah, it was easy to kind of make friends with people you know a lot more about than they know about. Well, that's not true. People have heard a lot about me because of certain yeah. things that have come out. But regardless of that, uh, it went well. And Good. it's still rather confusing as to... Actually, they're still working out the class arrangements since a third of the class is now not attending. That's what I was going to ask. So how'd they take it when we weren't there, when they called all of our cool names and nobody showed up? Well, they they didn't call any names. They're the, the Your paperwork wasn't done like the others were whenever you oh, first started. Right. <laughs> so yeah. they, oh, man. About that. they just assumed you decided not to attend. And uh, I, again, still have to teach there. Um, which I should be heading back fairly soon. Oh, all your other students. Um, well, how was Alola? Did you talk to her? Does she know about? Is she aware? Alola is none the wiser. Okay. Okay, okay. okay. Aw, that means she doesn't remember us. No, she doesn't. Oh, um, no. It's probably okay. We didn't make yeah. the greatest impression. It's likely for the best that a lot of people don't remember you based Yikes. off yeah. of where everything left off before we dipped back. But um, before I head out, um, let me give you one parting lesson because I don't know when I'm going to get the opportunity to. Wait, wait, before you do that, check on Gareth and a student named Caleb. Noted. And yeah. when my dad comes to school to check on me, will you just like tell him to get his butt an Ira glass and like call me or something so he's not freaking out? Just let him use yours. Oh, do whatever you <laughs> yeah. need to do, but like just let him know I'm fine and like there's nothing to worry about, but also like just call me. I will take care of that. Wait, did I tell Symbol about Alfric? Is that a thing? Uh, okay, real quick, real quick, okay? <laughs> Definitely let me know about my dad because, like, my uncle, who's, I guess not really my uncle, is actually Legato, and I know that for sure now because of this cool dream I had. His <laughs> eyes widen, and he says, ex- and my, excuse and my me. Dad, and my dad can, can help get a hold of him, so just, like, really look out for my dad. 
<laughs> Excuse me, baking powder. Don't worry okay. about it, oh. but like Legato put his essence into me when I was a baby, and that's why I have, you know, the stuff. <laughs> Ta-da! <laughs> he made. Oh no! What? Uh-oh. He made the sacrifice. Is that bad? Sounds bad. No. No. Oh, good. It's not bad. It's it's the last thing that we can do. Oh, sorry. Sorry for bringing that up right now. Uh, it's <laughs> it's their choice to make. Um, well, what happens when they do that? He was fine when we saw him before the time skip, so he's still around. Just well, not in- we don't come back if we make the sacrifice. Oh, no. Well, we better find him soon then. Well, if you can, yes. Just sorry. That is, yeah. that is a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. But, uh. Okay. So what's this about a lesson you are <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> refocus, refocus. <laughs> right now you have an opportunity that not many get. And with the knowledge that you have, there's a sort of dominance to it. You know, you can approach things a little bit more confidently or uh, what have you, and it's it's a secondary dominance oh, that you get in this a second process. Second chance. <laughs> <Isn't that handy? laughs> it reminds me of like you know what the dominant chord is in music, right. and ha- imagine if you could have a dominant chord of the dominant chord. So the kaleidoscope in my mind, just <laughs> <laughs> you go from one to five, C D E F G. Then you can go from G up five. G A B C D. Uh huh. And then create a five seven chord starting on D. Uh, that would be your five of five. It's like inception of five chords. Yeah. No. Yes. Like tricking a chord into thinking that it's like more important than it really is. Oh. To, to give it like reason to go somewhere else, basically. Yes. You could either you could resolve it towards a new key if you want to, or resolve it to the five without actually resolving it into a new tonal center. Hmm. Oh. I feel like a lesson might be in order, <laughs> Theremin, to, re- to really nail this. <laughs> yeah, so Theremin's going to break this all down, and I think we're going to break it all down before we get into rolling some chord dice, so let's oh go boy. there now. Wow. Oh, <laughs> so natural. So uh, really quick before we start, just you know, to let the people know, Kyle. Um, <laughs> so yes, before all of this nonsense happened, really, um, we were already so pumped about doing stargazers and stuff, and like we had it all planned. We're like, dude, all we got to do is just get through school. And, like, the date will happen, and we're going to play Stargazers. It's going to be great. And then after that, because we always talk about, like, you know, what the music lesson is going to be. Then we just leave it up to Kyle to somehow get us there. Yeah. I was like, yeah, it would be great. After the Stargazer song, learn about secondary dominance. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> so <laughs> many things. And then yeah. all that happened, and Kyle's like, just trust me. Just trust me. Because we're like, Kyle, no. What are you doing? Was, oh, jeez. And <laughs> he's like, no. Just trust me. Oh, man. Anyway, so, yeah. Yeah. I, th- I thought that was funny because, yeah, that little transition. It was going to be Mac Damn It because we were just going to be normal kids at school, but not anymore. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, definitely not now. So, but, but here we are. Yeah. So, Spring, okay. take it away. <laughs> All right. So, just everyone at home, this one might be a bit lengthier than some of the other lessons, but we're going to just try to get this all out there because there needs to be a couple of foundational ideas for this to make sense. When this was uh, what, like theory two, three in college? Like the end of theory two. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. But it's cool. This stuff was 
was awesome when we learned it. So yeah, yeah, it's going to give mm-hmm. us a it lot was. of options. Yes. So as a foundation, knowing why one and five matter is kind of a good starting point. Um, so like if we're in the key of C, C is one, C, D, E, F, G, one, two, three, four, five. Uh, so C and G are the uh, one and five there in that key. And even without dealing with chords, uh, this is a really important sound. Because a long, long time ago, when harmony wasn't as big of a deal yet, like you think back to the old chants from like a thousand years ago or so, uh, (laughs) Mm -hmm. a lot of it was just them singing a single melody, and maybe they'd sing it in octaves and whatnot, but one of the the first things they did was to sing it in a fifth, uh, Mm -hmm. because in terms of how intervals actually work, if you take like a guitar and cut that string in half, like go up to the 12th fret, suddenly you have an octave, and all other intervals are just ratios, like in terms of lengths of strings and things, and a fifth is like the easiest one, because you just go up a third of the string, thus being a three to two ratio, and bam, you've got a fifth. Thank you, Pythagoras. Yeah, Thank you, Pythagoras. Say. Music and math, they're besties. Mm, they so. go hand in hand. Yeah. And the more complex the ratio, then usually the more dissonant it is. So something like this has a very weird kind of fraction ratio thing going on. Not that we're going to worry about that, but uh, a fifth is one of the most natural and easiest ones to do. So there's already that. So a fifth has this nice, strong, open, hollow sound, very easy to figure out in terms of math and science and sound. Yeah. Look up the harmonic series if you really yeah. want to get into it. It will mm-hmm. blow your mind. It's, <laughs> it's, it's and, why yeah. things sound the way they sound, and it gets so deep. It's so cool. So anyways. And also why instruments sound the way they sound, why a piano sounds like a piano, and so on. So yeah. And so that takes us from the interval to actual chords, so like C chord, D chord, E chord, F chord, G chord, so one, two, three, four, five. So already, if you compare a C chord and a G chord, they both have that G, so there's a bit of glue there kind of relating those two chords. Yeah. On top of it, though, there's a thing called a leading tone. Uh, so if I was to play a C scale, it's like this doesn't feel finished, this really wants to go to here. <sighs> and so that that leading tone, that half step occurs naturally in the 5 chord. So besides already having some glue with sharing that G, there's that note that really wants to take us back home to whatever key that we're in. Uh, and then finally, if we tack on the 7th to that G chord, so we've got counting up from a G all the way up to an F, um, that adds a little bit more tension. We've got this kind of tense sound here, and that F also wants to resolve to the other note that's in the the C chord, which is the E. So not only do we have a shared note, but we have a reason to want to go back to the other two notes in that chord. So this is why 5-7 is such a vital piece of what's going on here. So with all that said, uh, we could spin that idea out further. It's like, okay, what if we wanted to go a fifth beyond that? So C, D, E, F, G, G, A, B, C, D. And a D chord, which is minor in the key of C, it's like we could just do, okay, go down by a fifth to five, and then go down by a fifth again back home. And this idea of doing a two to five to one is ridiculously common in all genres, particularly in jazz. A lot of jazz songs are just a bunch of two five ones in different keys. <laughs> just look up giant steps. Oh yeah, boy. Yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. Tritone subs. The best day ever. Um, yeah. And so that's fine, but it's like this two doesn't feel as tense. It doesn't feel as much of a need to go to this five. So it's like, okay, well, what if we took that D chord and made it major, and now suddenly we have this F sharp, and in the key of G, there's that leading tone. It's like, this note needs to go to G. And so, okay, that's great. So once again, it's like, okay, now we're still moving things by fifths, but now we have, especially if we tack on a seventh, even more of a reason to go to the G, add on the seven, 
even more of a reason to go to the sea. So basically the long and short of this is it's just wanting to give us a reason to move forward. It's creating tension to want to go to a different chord. It's almost like you're briefly in a different key is kind of what's yeah, going on it's there. It's keyception. It's keys, yeah, Ooh, yeah. exactly. <laughs> uh, and five of five is the most foundational since five and one is just such an important thing to begin with as we've already kind of really gone over. Uh, so there is a prelude by Bach. Um, this one right here. And it goes along like this. And rather than just playing it all, I'm just going to just play the chords, just kind of block all those notes at once. So it starts on one, it goes to two, it goes to five, seven, and goes back to one. So pretty much exactly what we've just been talking about. But then it's basically doing a two, five, one in the key of G. So instead of going from D minor to G7 to C, it's just everything's moved up a fifth to A minor to D7 to G. So again, I could play that without the F sharp. But it's lacking something. It's lacking that tension. It's lacking that need. So yeah, that's kind of the foundation of what's going on there. So all of that to say that that's what a 5 of 5 is and what's going on there. But that's not the only option that we have. Um, that's true. Technically, you could do 5 of anything you want within the key of C. Um, yeah. So Goodrich had a couple of examples of some of those other ones that he was going to show oh, on the yeah. guitar. So yeah, so there's a lot. So you, as Breer said, there's like, you know, 5 of 5 is just a 5 chord of the 5 chord of the key that you're already in. But let's say you've probably heard this a lot in country music. Um, it's uh, basically you take the one chord and add a dominant seven to that to get a five of four. And so uh, we actually do it in the country tune that we wrote and it's everywhere in country. So it's the sound where you're like going along, you're in a good four, and go to five, we're still in just the normal key, then you can go. So it kind of gives you that like, and then you're in four, and that's just that B flat just really wants to pull down to that A, like Spurrier was saying, which is the third of the F chord. So, and then you could go to five and back to one. Oh, it's Spurrier from the future. Hi. Um, so we realized with five of four that there's a pretty big famous example that we overlooked. Uh, so I just wanted to come in here and talk about it just super quick. And that is the Beatles. Hey Jude, uh, in the key of C as opposed to F. So, Hey Jude, don't make it bad. Take a sad song and make it better. Remember to let her into your heart. Then you can start to make it better. And it does that again, but then, so when it's on, you feel the pain. So that C7 there uh, really wants to take you to F, uh, which is the four when you're doing it in that key. Also, uh, with the last episode with our new version of Stargazers, also has a good old uh, five of four. Uh, so if we're kind of starting partway through that main kind of section. Uh, when you find your shining star, you know, because it shines for us and everyone will see very similar to the Hey Jude idea, and then resolves back to four there. Uh, so yeah, it's a fun little thing, uh, but I'm going to go back into the future. Bye. One that is super, super duper popular in pop music is five of six. And so probably the most recognizable example is in uh, All You Need Is Love by the Beatles, where they uh, go, all you need is love, love. So that... 
So that um, C to E major to A minor is that E is major, so that G sharp is in there that wants to pull up to A. And it's transposed because it's in a different key, but... I didn't want to sing that. Hey, it's, it's, <laughs> it's in the key of G right. usually if you're playing at home. Right, right, so, right. Yeah. so yeah, um, five of four and five of six. Those are same principles Spray was saying about the five of five, but they just go to the four chord and the six chord. So, but yeah, and there's lots of other ones. Spur, you had some more examples, right? Uh, yeah, really. The only other one, uh, as far as five of something, was talking about five of two, and that uh, the main example I thought of. There's a jazz standard called Misty which has a bunch of fives of stuff. But at the end of it, when it's kind of doubling back around on itself, it goes. So it's doing it's doing three there, but then this C7 here, instead of C minor seven, uh, is five of the two. So it's just moving down by fifths. Yeah. So it's the same idea. They're just adding a bit of tension in there to kind of help propel it forward. Yeah. And you could do five of anything, but honestly, um, five of three and five of seven are not super common. Like I was having trouble coming up with examples of those. Uh, if they happen, we'll figure out how to make them work in our songs, but uh, <laughs> yeah. not the most standard yeah. thing in the world. Yeah, but yeah um, they're, they're really cool when you hear them in music. They're very easy to pick out. Like once you kind of get used to hearing that song in that key, you'll hear a note that sticks out. And you're like, well, what is that? But then as, as long as it resolves, itself, you're like, oh, that was probably a secondary dominant or a chord that has a secondary function. And so... Yeah, like, I remember as a kid when first learning piano, I would see classical pieces like, oh, I'm in the key of C, but suddenly there's an F sharp, and I had no idea why. And it's like, usually there's some rhyme and reason. These aren't just random notes. They're serving a purpose to move from point A to point B is basically what it boils down to. And and one of those reasons, which we may deal with in the future, is modulation. We'll get there eventually. <laughs> Slow your roll. Yes, I So to know. speak. We'll get yeah. there. Lastly, it doesn't just have to be five of something. Like if we were probably going to do something else, we might do seven of something. And just really briefly, the idea is that if I take a five, seven chord in the key of C, so G7, if I got rid of that G, I'm just left with a seven chord, with a B diminished chord. So it's got all that tension there already. Yeah, it's not sharing the G, but it still feels pretty satisfying to move on. So you could do seven of anything you want to. And once again, going back to this Bach piece, um, a little bit later, right here, we have this seven fully diminished seven chord of two. So it's technically a C sharp diminished seven resolving to D minor. So once again, it's got that tension. It's like, this does not feel finished. This needs to go somewhere. Um, so sevens are just essentially like five, seven chords, but with different pieces yeah. either added or, or missing. Man, Bach's um, wild. He's, <laughs> yeah. he's, he gets out there for sure. I was going to say, and that song also has a five of four as well. Like it's yeah. got almost all of them. So <laughs> yeah. go check out that Bach prelude in C major yeah. uh, and that'll get you a lot of this stuff. And for all you composers out there, this is what really blew my mind very quickly because I know we've gone so long. and There's hopeful- a lot to cover here. I know yeah. this yeah. is very kind of dense stuff, but like um, once you kind of get that down where you're just playing one chord that's kind of outside the key, then you can start setting up that chord with a chord before it. So you could have a two of five that goes to a five of five that goes to five, 
that then goes back to one. So you, that and that's what happens a lot in jazz and a lot when you're like modulating and stuff too is like setting up what what's called an of complex. Is that's what we called it anyways. And mm-hmm. it's just it starts yeah. to get wild because then you start to see all this stuff happening. You're like, well, what are they doing? Then once you analyze, you're like, oh, it's just a four or five to a five of five to five to one. And then you just you know start getting pumped. Yeah, and so the idea is going to be if we roll a wild, we're going to do a something of something, likely right. a five of like one of the other chords that we rolled. Um, but then if we roll multiple wilds, then that's potentially where those of complexes could come into play. Um, or just doing multiple fives of whatever. It's going to give us some different options. But so for this first one, since uh, symbol or theremin or splash... <laughs> all of those names are good. Yeah. Right. yeah. Is a, you know teaching us this. We've just decided we're going to just reserve one of these chords as wild. Um, and it's just going to be a five of whatever one of the other chords is that we wind up rolling. Hopefully cool. that all makes sense through an audio medium. <laughs> um, I, I, I might have a link we can add in the description uh, to a website of one of my theory teachers from SMU if you want to read a little bit more into it and find some text around all this. Uh, yeah. yeah, the bards are getting a bit deeper and a bit denser now at this point <laughs> after three years of doing this. So. But trust us, it'll it'll make sense in the music. So thank you for coming mm. to our bard talk. And now yes. let's roll. <laughs> let's roll, let's roll gotta, some dice. Got to do yeah. the key. All right. That's a two for D. All right, let's roll these chords. So we have a wild. We're going to give us that so we can do a secondary. That's mandatory in this right. roll. Right, and I also, so I rolled a one, a two, and a four. So E minor and G will be. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and one really quick note that we didn't mention. We technically already had the means to do five of four. Oh, man. Um, Goodrich can show you the example of that that uh, you probably have heard Right. via us. So. Right, so <laughs> just by having the ability to do seventh chords, you've already heard a five of four. So you might know this song. So that's Yashi Dance With Me. And then that yes, chord. Yes. So that chord right there is a five of four, like one dominant seven up to Yashi Dance With Me, right? Yeah, it's like technically it's going to a two seven, but we're treating it as a four chord basically with inversions and stuff. And it sounds like five of four to four. So. And chords like two and four share so many notes. Like uh, they yeah. share two notes, so it's kind of like interchangeable. We've used some of that stuff to kind of fake things throughout the show, so it's right. fine. Well, I <laughs> yeah. played a two minor seven there, like a good bard, like I should have. Sprayer has come out and said... What's I definitely treat it as a four chord with a six added to it, but you know, it's fine. They're, they're the exact same They're the notes. same thing. It's the same notes. Yeah. And Kyle doesn't even play either of those notes in the bass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. So Kyle's really the one who's the in trouble here. The bass does its own thing. Yeah. yeah. So, But anyways, we yeah because we could tack on a major or a minor third to create any type of seventh chord we want, we've already had that tool, but... Uh, yeah, but the bards yeah. are way ahead of themselves sometimes when they don't even know it. That was what, episode seven? Great job. Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> Anyways, so we've got our key. We have our keys, chords. So on to the drums. All right, so that is Tails, user bank. Roll up the pattern. 62 is, ooh, Bossa Nova 3. Oh, my. Nice. <laughs> All right. I think we've done a Bossa Nova, have we? I don't think so. I don't so, think so. No. Right. Uh-huh. Uh, and then we've got 66 for the kit, which is Rock 13. So Rock and Bossa Nova. Pretty right. standard. Well, Kyle, didn't you have something you wanted to mention about how the words are going to work on this song? Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I went to, like, an AI lyric generator website and just kind of, like, 
uh, selected a rhyming scheme because I figured that'd at least be good and then just had it suggest, suggest, suggest all these different words. <laughs> so the lyrics for this one have been generated by uh, by AI and uh, it's it's very special. I'll be curious <laughs> to see what Symbol's uh, reason is for us to, to uh, sing these words, but you know, it'll be fine. Yeah, I, I still have to think of like what he's going to tell you. He's just going <laughs> to hand you be like, here, do something with this. I, focus on the music. I'm glad for his last song we're going to play for him for probably a while. He's like, whatever, just sing words that don't mean anything. <laughs> we saw what you did last time. <laughs> exactly. That's kind of part of it. It's All like, right, I want good. this just to be as random as possible, so yeah. you know. And All not right. magical. Oh yes. boy! Yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. Well, so yeah, uh, y'all, y'all get to uh, composing everything and making everything work. We got the words, and for those of you at home, I'll talk with you in a minute. Hey everyone, it's your Dungeon Maestro Kyle here just to give you that normal thank you that I give you. You know, just thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. And let's let's go let's go beyond that. Let's do an abnormal thank you. And thank you for something you you've done something recently that deserved to be thanked, I'm sure, outside of listening to the show. So, thank you for doing that thing that you did. I appreciate it. And people should appreciate you. So, thank you. I got to sponsor this episode, which is a D&D actual play podcast called Saga. And Saga features Kelvin Horatio. And if you're saying that name sounds familiar, you'll find out later why it sounds familiar. But Kelvin is the DM, and he's joined by three random people that he knows. And you can join them as they begin their first season called Influence. And that is a story set in the realm of Twitteria. Oh, this sounds like this sounds like I need to get into a voice. Join them as they begin their first season, Influence, which is a story set in the realm of Twitteria, a fantasy realm that has social media. Our three heroes fight to become famous and might even save the world if they can stop chasing that verified checkmark. You'll be following the adventures of Dante, a small town elf with a radio show where he interviews anyone he can. Chase, a quiet tiefling who shares a body with a loud, loud demon with a demony voice. And by a woman with a goat. And that's pretty much it. Although having a goat, I got to break because because <laughs> I think having a goat in a social media style fantasy world, just animals in general kind of give you a leg up in social media. So I think Bai has got this on lockdown, I'm sure. But you can join Kelvin and his players as they discover a world with roller skating gnomes, criminal bears, and awkward interview panels. The first three episodes are out now, so you can start binging the show right away. You can listen to them on Spotify by going to bit.com ly forward slash sagapod or listen on youtube by going to bit.ly forward slash sagapod yt and we want to let you know the show does contain some adult content such as swearing and recreational drug use so now that you know go forth and make a decision for yourself one more time that is saga all right, it's a new month, which means we have a new organization we're donating to. And again, that's 10% of what we make in the month of September. And this month, we have chosen the Urban Dreams Music and Arts Organization. Now, this one is in our backyard here in Dallas-Fort Worth, and they provide North Texas youths from mainly the DFW area, a place where they are uplifted and a place where they can be mentored and trained by the most elite musicians the city has to offer. They do this by providing comprehensive and affordable music 
and fine arts programs, and by putting an emphasis on increasing success within the arts and academics so these kids in the Metroplex have the tools they need to break the cycle of poverty that stifles the economic growth in urban communities. So if you want to learn more about that, go on over to urbandreamsmusicandarts.org and join us in helping them bring opportunities to our future generations uh, in the DFW area. All right. So as far as scheduling goes, we are pretty much back to our normal grind every two weeks. However, the next couple of releases are going to be something quite special because Goodrich decided to take up the mantle of Dungeon Maestro and run a seasonal fall autumnal game for us inspired by the Flaming Lips. It is set in Beln and it it was a blast. I can't wait for y'all to get to hear it because... I got to play, which means I broke the perma-DM curse, and Goodrich is now the DM forever! <laughs> it's over! It's over! No, I kid. He's only doing it for two sessions, but he did a great job, and we had a lot of fun, and I had a lot of fun getting to play as... Well, I, you know what? I'll keep that as a secret. You gotta check it out. Come and listen to it. That's going to be the next two episodes, so September 22nd, and then two weeks after that, you know how calendars work. I think it's October 6th. Yeah, that's what we got coming up next. And if you're looking for a little extra content from us, head on over to patreon.com forward slash bombardedcast, where we have a load of different tiers available for you to check out and peruse. And, of course, I can't mention Patreon without thanking our uh, our Patreon producers, Jake Bianchi, Kelvin Horatio, See, I knew you'd know that name somewhere. Caitlin Best and Pat Tang Bizgar. You four, thank you so much for being you, and I have a blast hanging out with y'all. Uh, anyway, thank you, and thank you all for listening at home. We appreciate you joining us every time. And, oh, that's right, we got to get back to the song, which this is a wild one. Just before we get into it, look up AI Lyric Generators. They are buck wild as well. That's where I'm going to leave you. I'll talk to you later. So after Symbol imparting all of this knowledge on you and telling you how to compose using uh, five of five chords and everything, you see him, he's rifling around in his pocket a little bit and they pull out this just crumpled up piece of paper. He says, here, uh, use these for lyrics. I really want you to focus on the music. This is, and he spreads it out and he's like, by G North. I Okay. Oh. Uh, and you see oh, Tabitha kind of just like, Ugh, <laughs> Wait, so we, where did you find this? Oh, it was crumpled. It looked like somebody tried to, you know, shoot it into the trash can and missed. So, <laughs> so I... this is garbage? <laughs> well, okay, I guess, uh, Symbol, I guess that's better than you stealing this from Gareth. So. You know, I, I'm not one to steal pieces of paper from people. I don't know people who would do that. It's kind of a right. rude thing yeah, to no, do. Never, no, never would ever do that. Uh, Be so back. Yeah. Much <laughs> less stealing journals and stuff. Mm, Randy? Uh, uh, yeah, that would, that would be abhorrent. But right. anyway, yes, here, use these lyrics and, again, focus on the music. Okay. Go. So many people are witty, but you, you are mostly pretty. You find so many people are like a trooper, but you, you are mostly super. I love the way you wear your hair, spreading your 
a song I'm to sing. You are mostly charming. Mostly charming. You're the perfect person. the perfect person. You could meet a worse one. You find so many people are plumb, but you, you are mostly young. You find so many people are Greek, but you. You are mostly unique And I like the way you chuckle super and charming You do it like a novel and unique too And I like the way you tickle super and charming Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, I'm uh, glad that Gareth says stuff like "You're like a style fountain." Enough zazz for a whole mountain. <laughs> I feel like I know him so much better now. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I his first draft too. I mean, we've all been there. We just need words yeah, exactly. to be in the place of what we're gonna say later. Maybe he's got oh, the melody right. down. You know, yeah. there's probably a lot of scribbles and erase marks. <laughs> right. I mean, if y'all saw my first draft of the storyline for this show, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not like we've written the best lyrics either. Like with flappity <laughs> flap and. And sneak, 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 sneak it up. Yeah, exactly. Tabitha is just sitting nearby, and she kind of looks up, and she's like, "Yep that 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 sounds that sounds about right." Have you heard this one before? Stop us! We've heard this one. It's a Gareth classic. Thank the gods, I have not. I like to think that Gareth actually did make this song like totally work, and Tabitha just didn't hear it. Maybe. Okay, yeah, so uh, that's the last... I, I need to take a moment, because I'm just going to... No, 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 no. And she, like, walks off and, like, leaves you four. Uh, oh and Symbol's just standing there like, yeah, um, okay, so that was that was a song. That was it's a song. True. You do employ the secondary dominance very well. Yeah. So good job. Thank you. That being said, uh, be in, stay in contact. You have your hourglasses. Oh, are you leaving? Are you going back? I have to go back to the school. Oh, right. I said I said this to you already. Yeah, no, no, you did. It just... We just didn't want to believe it. Right. <laughs> yeah. I understand. Thought maybe you'd change your mind with that song. Well, but... okay, okay. Well, what, so, so when you go back, I need to ask you something, okay. Theremin. Do you still have that flask that we put squid in? Do you have it still? No, did you... I gave that to John Laramie. Okay, I was really hoping you would have done a naughty and like kept that flask because it's super powerful and then we wouldn't have to worry about the illithid. Or is like that sort of like another dimension sort of situation where maybe like... I don't really know. Okay, maybe check on that. I don't know because that would We can look up in the sky to see if any meteors or comets, whatever Mm, that mm. was. We can be mindful. Keep your eyes to the sky. Yeah. And can you also send a letter to... Fibble, Wicks, McRib? No. Flibs? Flibs. <laughs> Fingerbones. <laughs> Fibble, Wicks, McFlibs. Uh, he's at, and I tell him yeah. where his tavern is. I send him a you know letter and let him know that there's some openings at Strumlots. Maybe they'll let him in. And uh, and this is really important. Can you send a letter to Melvin the Magnificent in... Where did we find Melvin? <laughs> in, oh, uh, oh, you, in you met Melvin right? yeah, in Legnoland. Okay. Yeah. Tell him that just... 
to be careful, okay? It's a fragile <laughs> one, that Melvin. <laughs> I, I think I could manage that. Of course, you know, with the Drow Postal Service, you could very easily do that as well, but oh. I don't know where your adventures are going to take you at this point, so if you need me to handle that, I feel like that's the least I can do. Okay, uh, I'll, I'll scribble down the sheet music to the song we wrote for Melvin and say, here, give, give this to Melvin, see if he can just find some... Some other people to play the song for him, okay? Because maybe uh, finger bones. Maybe you can like bring them together. They oh, could be friends. Yeah. Oh. I'll see what I can do. Now you have to remember that these people don't know who you are, right? <laughs> well, but they don't know who you are either. So I mean, six to one. I Come guess. on, I'm Symbol. People know who I am. <laughs> uh, you say that. We've been around Symbol, and uh, let's just say the answer is lukewarm. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, mm. bye. So, I guess we'll never see you again. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Sorry. No, well, no, no. I'm going to miss you. No, Symbol, everyone we've <laughs> talked to has been, yes, I've heard of Symbol, and he's my favorite bard of all time. I appreciate that. Yeah. And you know what? You're my favorite bard of all time, too. <laughs> Thanks, Razzle. Absolutely. You've taught us so much. How could I say otherwise? That reminds me. Um, one more thing I'm going to try to do. Right. Your teachers, your college teachers, should still remember who you are since this whole situation is a little bit localized to our plane of existence. Oh, right. Oh, you mean like our bard college teachers, not like Mac yes. Okay. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. <laughs> I will see what I can do to get them to reach out to you because I feel you're probably due for a lesson pretty soon, depending on where you focus your talents. So uh, as much as it pains me to think that I will not be seeing my favorite students and also kind of... uh, my oh. my kin, more or less. Your grandkids. <laughs> my, my, my grandkin. Um, this is not a goodbye. I promise you that. For sure. Yes. I will be there for you in any capacity that I can. Do not hesitate to reach out and just try to stay out of well, you're not going to stay out of trouble. No. No, that's silly to ask. At this point, there's no way that's not going <laughs> to happen. Well, and so I reach in my pack and I pull out a piece of paper and a pencil or something. And I say, symbol, can, can you just on here write chaos sauce and then A plus so that maybe have some closure on. <laughs> this is your final grade from your teacher. Okay. He writes chaos sauce, A plus plus. Oh! Russell breaks down. That's all I ever want. <laughs> for someone to give me a good grade on stuff that I did. I'm so bad at everything else I do. <laughs> I'm not kidding. This really means a lot. Okay, cool. Uh, and uh, and they sign it as well. Oh! Jeez. Oh, Autograph. We can sell that. Uh, no, it's mine. I grab the paper and hold it to my chest. <laughs> yeah, I, I better not see that on fantasy eBay. Right. <laughs> uh, well, okay. See if you can get us into Bard Ball. That'd be great, too. But I know we're Ooh, asking Ooh, that'd be lot. fun. Yeah. We're never coming back to school. All right, group, <laughs> group hug. Never say yeah. never, but yes, bring, bring it on it in. in. All right. And yeah, you all bring it in. You have one final hug before Symbol uh, gathers the little effects that they brought with them, turns and begins to walk down the road one more time, glancing over their shoulder back at you Aww. with a smile and a wave. <laughs> and as you're waving goodbye, Randy, you feel a rumbly in that old tumbly of yours. Oh, no. And oh, no. I would ask, I would ask what do 
but I think we'll start next time with that question. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>